0: everyone, welcome to The Mystic Show. And uh, today is Friday, November 1st, 2013. And uh, yep, yesterday was Halloween. And um, we saw a lot of people going around in their costumes. Some came to our door. I'll, I won't tell you about that in a few minutes. But uh, The Mystic Show... This is the show where we talk about uh, mindfulness and meditation and spirituality and also a whole heaping of personal development and self help. In fact, on a show like this, it's going to mostly be about personal development because, you know, spirituality is basically sitting down and being quiet. and uh and i'm certainly not sitting down being quiet right now although that doesn't mean that uh you and i can't have uh have a have a uh what should i say like a lightheartedness or a or a finer vibration you know like uh like a higher vibration so that's uh that's one of the tricks actually to spirituality is being able to live your everyday life in a certain state or vibration of, you know, love and compassion and, and just a higher awareness. Um, and then, of course, our meditation can helps us go deep to kind of stretch us out in that direction. So our website is themysticshow.net TheMysticShow.net, dot net, and we're on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Show. And when you go to our website, you can see all of our previous episodes; they're archived. You can see all of them. You can browse the topics. There is a uh, every every episode is tagged with all these tags. If you, I don't know if you've seen the website yet, but on the left side there is like a zillion tags you can actually look through and search and. You just click on a tag that interests you, and uh, any of the shows that discuss that topic will, uh, will come up on the screen. And then you can choose which show to listen to. You can also find our phone number and our Skype handle. So you can call us on the phone, and you can also call us via Skype for free from anywhere in the world. So, um... We still have... No, we still have not had our first Skype caller. But I think uh, next week we're going to have on a couple guests. They may join us on Skype. Including, uh, well, Adrian, who was on last week, or was that earlier this week? He um, He's probably going to come back on. Maybe next week or the week after. And uh, actually, yeah, he was on Skype. So... How are you feeling this morning? Here in New Jersey, it is a little rainy, but it's a little warm too. So it seems okay. And uh, so we do the show every weekday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time. And it gets replayed twice as well on the, mis- on the Fractal Stream. And of course, archived on the website. So I want to jump right into our book here because uh, we have a Couple things to talk about this morning and we have uh and hopefully we have a special guest in about twenty-five minutes. So the book we're reading from is called Above Life's Turmoil by James Allen, the English mystic. And uh yeah, this is some this is some great stuff. And yesterday we read the passage called The Belief That Saves. And the one before that was called Belief, the Basis of Action. And, uh, yeah. So, those were... uh, You've probably never heard concepts like that before. So if you haven't heard that, you you may want to go back and check it out. Although any of the James Allen we're reading is really tremendous. Of course, he's most famous for his book called As a Man Thinketh. But he has, uh at least 15 other books or 18 other books uh, that are outstanding. So the the section we're going to read today is called Thought and Action. All right, so he was talking about beliefs and action and the basis of action, but now he's talking about thought, thought and action so let's uh, let's jump right in. and uh, you might wanna relax if you're sitting at home in a place where you can relax and close your eyes and just listen. Uh, that's the best. That's the best way to hear this. or uh, obviously, if you're driving or jogging or cooking, you know, you can just, eh, you know, pay a little closer attention. This isn't, uh, this is not like a a light novel. This is, uh, you know, things that we have to think about a little bit. So let's go ahead. My goodness. Let's go ahead. This is called, this section is called Thought and Action from Above Life's Turmoil by James Allen. As the fruit to the tree and the water to the spring so is action to thought. It does not come into manifestation suddenly and without a cause. It is the result of a long and silent growth, the end of a hidden process which has long been gathering force. The fruit of the tree and the water gushing from the rock Are both the effect Of a combination of natural processes In air and earth Which have long worked together in secret To produce the phenomenon And the beautiful acts of enlightenment And the dark deeds of sin Are both the ripened effects of trains of thought which have long been harbored in the mind. The sudden falling, when greatly tempted, into some grievous sin by one who was believed and who probably believed himself to stand firm is seen neither to be a sudden nor a causeless thing, when the hidden process of thought which led up to it are revealed. The falling was merely the end, the outworking, the finished result of what commenced in the mind probably years before. The man had allowed a wrong thought to enter his mind and a second and a third time he had welcomed it and allowed it to nestle in his heart. Gradually he became accustomed to it and cherished and fondled and tended it. And so it grew until at last It attained such strength and force that it attracted to itself the opportunity which enabled it to burst forth and ripen into act. As falls the stately building whose foundations have been gradually undermined by the action of water, so at last Falls the strong man who allows corrupt thoughts to creep into his mind and secretly undermine his character. When it is seen that all sin and temptation are the natural outcome of the thoughts of the individual, the way to overcome sin and temptation becomes plain. And its achievement a near possibility And, sooner or later, a certain reality For if a man will admit, cherish, and brood upon thoughts that are pure and good Those thoughts, just as surely as the impure, will grow and gather force and will at last attract to themselves the opportunities which will enable them to ripen into act. There is nothing hidden that shall not be revealed. And every thought that is harbored in the mind must, by virtue of the impelling force which is inherent in the universe, at last blossom into act good or bad according to its nature. The divine teacher and the sensualist are both the product of their own thoughts and have become what they are as the result of the seeds of thought which they have implanted and allowed to fall into the garden of the heart and have afterwards watered, tended, and cultivated. Let no man think he can overcome sin and temptation by wrestling with opportunity. He can only overcome them by purifying his thoughts. And if he will, day by day, in the silence of his soul, and in the performance of his duties, strenuously overcome all erroneous inclination, and put in its place thoughts that are true and that will endure the light, Opportunity to do evil will give place to opportunity for accomplishing good. For a man can only attract that to him which is in harmony with his nature. And no temptation can gravitate to a man unless there is that in his heart which is capable of responding to it. Guard well your thoughts, reader, for what you really are in your secret thoughts today, be it good or evil, you will sooner or later become in actual deed. He who unwaringly guards the portals of his mind against the intrusion of sinful thoughts, and occupies himself with loving thoughts, with pure, strong, and beautiful thoughts, will, when the season of their ripening comes, bring forth the fruits of gentle and holy deeds. And no temptation that can come against him shall find him unarmed or unprepared. All right. That's that's it for that section. Let's ponder that for a couple minutes. Thank you to you, too, trying to throw your arms around the world. Welcome back to The Mystic Show. My name is Chris Curran, and uh, we do the show every mo- weekday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. So I'm glad you could join us, and our website is themysticshow.net. All kinds of cool information is there, including all our archived past episodes, as well as our phone number and our Skype handle, you can you can call us. Here, let me turn the ringer on, on the phone. See, I had the ringer off because I was reading, and I didn't want to be interrupted. But now, uh, now I'm ready to receive your calls. Uh, so yeah, we just read this passage called Thought and Action from this James Allen book, Above Life's Turmoil. And you're right, it's a very simple little message in this uh, passage. Basically, he's saying that uh, nothing really happens suddenly in our lives. Because for things to happen, we have to have planted the 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 seeds of thought long ago. And those seeds have been watered and tended to and strengthened And then, of course, someday they ripen into action or circumstance, right, or temptation. So this is, I I like this section because (laughs) it kind of underscores the, the need for meditation. Because until we can sort of learn about our own mind and sort of get a handle on it and maybe regulate it a little bit, I mean, before we can do that, I mean, until we do that, I don't know how much, uh, how much higher awareness or spirituality we can actually develop. I mean, if someone is just thinking a zillion thoughts about their work and their hobbies and everything, they don't, and they're not ever quiet, then they don't have time to have any other thoughts, any other more divine thoughts. So our, our thought power is like this energy, and most people on earth today just sort of it, it just it's like it's on autopilot. It just keeps running. And it actually consumes our energy. I don't know if you've, uh, if you've ever had a day where you had to do a lot of like mental work, like a lot of thinking, or planning or strategizing you know like a day where you're thinking a lot those are some of the the most exhausting days you can have i mean that's been my experience sometimes doing uh heavy physical work is easier <laughs> than uh, or or less exhausting i should say than than a lot of mental work because it takes energy from us to actually think. So this is a great section here. I'm wondering what you think about it. It even says, there's nothing hidden that shall not be revealed. Right? And every thought that is harbored in the mind must at last blossom into action, good or bad. Right? Right? and and how about <clears throat> how about this message from from this passage that since our thought conditions our actions or causes our actions and actually causes our circumstances, isn't it tremendously uh reassuring that if we take responsibility for our own thoughts, we can actually create our future. and isn't that uh, what a what a message of hope there what how empowering is that? I mean and and it's true. We all know that's true. So let's not worry if we're we're not putting it into practice right now. Let's just bask in that thought for a few minutes that wow. How empowering is that? That I can really mold and shape my future by by choosing the proper thoughts. Right? And the other part of that is not allowing society or the media to thrust thoughts upon you. That's why watching the news is so toxic most times, because it's just implanting all these horrible thoughts in our minds. Fear. That's all it is, fear. And guess what? We all keep focusing on fear, we all keep watching the news, and we all keep creating the same crappy reality. Is it, is, is it a surprise? Absolutely not. Is our society going to change if we keep doing the same thing? No. (laughs) Right? But you know what? Forget about society. Forget about that junk because your spiritual growth has nothing to do with society. You may have been brought up in a society, but now they don't, society doesn't have any control over you. You have control over you. Right? And that's why James Allen says, guard well your thoughts. For what you really are in your secret thoughts today, you will, sooner or later, become in actual deed. Right? It's another, it's another reason to... You know, if you need to make write these affirmations and repeat these affirmations to yourself. That's kind of like I view that as like uh, remember those old cassette players like the cassette tapes and you could actually record on right onto a cassette tape and um, and you could record something let's say you you could record your own voice talking, right? But you know what? You could rewind the tape and press record again, and you can record right over that. So you're basically erasing. You're erasing what's on the tape, and you're recording something new. And in essence, that's what affirmations do. I think is is it uh, you're kind of like overwriting the old thoughts and the old beliefs and it can be very effective if you do it regularly and also if you believe it because if you don't really believe that it's going to work it's probably not going to work right i mean that that's oversimplistic but but it's true actually huh. so that and and that explains the whole uh what is it called the placebo effect right when they give people pills and they say okay this is your medication and this is going to help you and the people take the pills and they feel better oh very good it helped i feel better i'm cured well guess what we didn't give you medicine we just gave you nothing really it was just a sugar pill there was actually no medication in there (laughs) really so then how did the patient get better If it wasn't the medicine, what was it? Well, we now know that it's the belief. If you believe that you're going to be cured, if you really believe it, then you'll be cured. No problem. But on the other hand, if they give you the real medicine, but you really do not believe you can be cured, then possibly even the real medicine will not have a positive effect. You'll still become more sick. So it's the belief... What's that famous saying? Uh, Oh, see, I'm not going to remember it. Um, Medication is not always necessary for... uh, I'm going to butcher this, but you're going to get the idea. Medication is not always necessary to heal someone. Belief in recovery always is necessary. So it's the belief that's necessary, not necessarily the pill. Right? So yeah, there we have it. And uh, so thought and action. And by the way, James Allen's book, uh, As a Man Thinketh, is really about thought and action and character uh, he gets, you know, a little deeper into it there as well. Uh, but this one, this book, Above Life's Turmoil, this is this is very intense. There's also a uh, section that uh, one of our listeners sent in from another James Allen book where it talks about meditation. So I actually want to, uh, there's a specific guest that I want to have on the show to talk about meditation, basically and uh so maybe during that show we'll we'll read the James Allen piece on uh meditation so last night was halloween and uh and you know we my wife and i were not home for that much of the evening so i think we missed a lot of the trick or treaters but i think only one group of kids came to our door and uh they were actually like a little older like teen like teens like early and even mid teens i mean they were pretty old and their costumes really weren't that good i mean they didn't and and they're kind of just talking with each other coming up to the door and it's like they didn't even say trick or treat it was a little weird i mean you know it's just like they wanted candy and and that's it and it's, it's just a little weird i think i mean maybe that's teenagers for you i don't know I've never been a parent to a teenager, so I don't know. I mean, I've been a teenager, but I mean, when I, I don't think I trick-or-treated when I was a teenager, though. I think by then I had stopped. But if I did, I would, I would still play along, you know, wear a costume, you know, knock on the door, say trick-or-treat when someone comes to the door, Uh, It's it's a little strange. I mean, the little kids are great, right? They get all into it. They like getting their candy. But the funny thing is, and the, the reason I'm telling you this, is because you actually got the feeling that these kids, these teens, who were not really into it, they knew, they somehow knew deep down that they were too old and they shouldn't be doing it. Not that they shouldn't, but you know what I mean. But they felt a little almost embarrassed that they were still doing it and still kind of, you know, just trying to get more candy type thing, you know. they On a deeper level, I kind of sensed that they knew that. And I mean, hey, they're teens. They're learning. It's, it's all good. They're learning. Um, but it's interesting how it, in different areas of our lives, sometimes we might be taking some action on the on the exterior like in the physical world but somehow on the inside we know something's not right or maybe we shouldn't be doing what we're doing and that's you could call that conscience i guess right and and if we become a little more aware of our conscience then we can you know you can kind of catch yourself right you can kind of catch yourself and um and maybe stop doing something if 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 you really become aware of your conscience and your conscience starts saying no you shouldn't do this then you can actually listen to it and and stop doing whatever you're doing or in a positive sense maybe your conscience is telling you hey you should do this you know maybe you're thinking about uh sending a a, a nice encouraging note to a friend or maybe you want to buy a gift for someone and stop by their house or their work and drop it off i mean sometimes your conscience you'll just be driving down the street and your 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 mind will just give will have the thought that oh i should do this and we really need to be Have enough self-control that if we have certain thoughts that are good thoughts, we should probably act on them. Unfortunately, most times, most people, they just, they have, they're bombarded by so many thoughts that that one good thought gets covered up by 10 bad thoughts within the next, you know, eight seconds. And then you forget about the good thought, so. So thought, how powerful is thought? So let's, uh... Let's take a little break here, and uh, and I'm gonna give a call to someone very special, and uh, <laughs> let's hope that she uh, she answers the phone. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to the mystic show I, In a way this is like a relaxing show Or not relaxing but I don't know I, I don't know what to how to say that but, uh, but in a way there is a level of excitement In the mystic show I don't know do you feel that I mean talking about these subjects It's so nice and so uh, refreshing And it's real Right you can feel that it's real So Let's see if our guest is on the line. Um, Our special guest, are you here?
1: Yes, good morning, Chris. How are you?
0: Wow, it's Mystic Maria. We are so happy to have you on the show this morning, Maria.
1: Well, thank you, Chris.
0: This is, uh, you know, even uh, a lot of our listeners are commenting how they love the Friday shows because Mystic Maria is on here. So this is great. I wanted to, um, you know, just tell listeners that... um, well, I want to ask you, Maria, do you have any any thoughts you wanted to share? How, how, have, you, how have you been lately?
1: Um, it's been wonderful. But, Chris, you just said so, is something, and I just wanted to comment. You said that the Mystic Show is a relaxing show, and it's also... Uh, a show that reminds us of the truth, right, mm. um, of our authentic self. So I just had that comment, as you said, that it's a reminding show. It reminds us of our authentic self, our authentic truth. So,
0: That's so true. I like that. And, and it's funny, my spiritual guide wrote something once. He said that spirituality is the art and science of remembrance
1: remembering
0: again right remembering where we came from and that 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 pureness of nothingness of pure spirit of bright you know brightness and love and just true freedom right yep
1: yep, yep. absolutely
0: so we're gonna have a uh a pause your life meet up tonight actually and um and uh, it's great And, and we're it, this is pretty cool, Maria I think you know about it But we're going to actually screen a, uh, a spiritual type DVD And the DVD we picked Which uh, which may have even been suggested by you, Maria I think it was um, Is called Letting Go Right? Yes So I wanted to know If you can just give us a little inkling Of what, what Letting Go is all about
1: um, oh my goodness! The last couple of days, we've been talking about that almost with everyone I've, I've interacted with. Um, so, so letting go. There is so much stuff that happens in our life, and there is so much stuff that doesn't happen in our life, but we make up stories about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh boy
1: (laughs) and but but basically those stories become real and they begin to bother us and they create stress and ultimately you know um, uh, ultimately they slow us down um, they upset us and sometimes even people get sick because
0: of it, right? Right.
1: So, so,
0: um... This is like the baggage, right? All the um, emotional baggage we carry.
1: Exactly, exactly. But, but last night, um, I had a discussion with several people, and uh, my question to them was, you know, what is your biggest problem, and how can I touch it? like where is it so I could see it and I could touch it and basically they said well you know it's not physical and if it's not physical then what is it where is it and how did how did it get created and how did it get there right
0: good questions
1: Right. So you know, uh, you know lots of people said, "Well, we created it." So what would happen if we didn't? Well, it wouldn't <laughs> exist.") <laughs>
0: oh my goodness.
1: So, so there's all this stuff that we create, and basically, they become energy fields, right? so, so what what is this stuff? You know, we can't see it you know when a person passes away well the question i asked is when a person passes away what happens to their problems Mm. you know like where do they go right and (laughs) (laughs) so so i think step one is realizing that our problems are not us they're just energy fields that we created right? right and these are energy fields that are separate from us, then they're energy fields we could let go. We, we don't have to hold on to things. Um, some of us, believe it or not, we choose to hold on to them because this thing that's creating stress and drama in our life sometimes gives us something back. Um... You know the person that says oh i'm not feeling well and a hundred people you know say well what's the matter how could i help you are you okay so sometimes um these things we decide we want to hold on to because it gives us attention because it serves a purpose in our life Mm. but if we really want to be healed then part of what we need to do is we need to let go. So the the DVD that we're going to watch tonight is very, very exciting. Um, and it's exciting for two reasons. One is because it shows us how easy it is to, to let go. Um, the, there are so many people that become victims of it. Like, oh my gosh, I have this thought and I can't get rid of it. Um, as as a matter of fact, um, one of the gentlemen last night said, uh, "I can't release anything. I have tried all the techniques, but um, th- there are things I just can't get rid of. You know, they they just keep repeating in my head, and there's nothing I could do about it.
0: Right.
1: And." Um, uh, you know, of course, that becomes the truth if that's what you believe,
0: right? <laughs> right, right.
1: So, so it's okay. It's okay, um, as long as it ultimately does not make you sick. So, anyway, so I'm very excited, Chris, about uh, watching that movie again tonight.
0: That's, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I actually haven't seen it. Uh, my wife has, My wife watched it and she liked it. And uh, I mean. Kind of, she ha- She's the one to kind of like approve <laughs> the th- the movies that we show and the material that we present. I mean, her and I both do it, but we also take help from you and other people as well. Um, but it's good. It's actually don't they? Um, they describe actual techniques to, to let go of these things, right?
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So the movie is only an hour long, and um, it it shows you multiple ways, multiple ways to let go. And it's such a simple process, because if we really want, if we really want to let go of something, it's a very easy process. So, um, uh, looking forward to it, Chris. It's really, really good stuff.
0: Yeah, and I, I just, I had a thought when you were talking a couple minutes ago about um, a lot of times when we have like, you know, when we're holding on to some of our negative baggage, it's because it actually gives us something back. You know, you gave the. The example that if someone is sick and everyone around them tries to wait on them and help them and give them things and give them attention, um, really that's – so in that case, that's almost like just feeding their ego. Like their ego just wants the attention. Their ego wants to be important. And one of the tools it can use is some negative thinking or piece of baggage that's, oh, I'm sick or I'm, you know, I need help type thing, right? It just feeds the ego.
1: Right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, but we get to the point where we identify with it so much. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with um, uh, Byron Katie. Uh, it's a lady, and um, um, she created um, a program called The Works. It's I think if you go up on the internet, if you look up the I think it's thework or theworks.com. dot com. And um, basically, she almost, she was in a mental institution. She, she held on to everything um, until she was actually going crazy. And she was actually in a mental institution. And in the mental institution, she basically realized that all her problems and all her issues we're really not her um you know sometimes we identify with um uh, with what's going on with us right we say my headache you know as though it's mine it's part of me I can't get rid of it or you know my problems it's, it's mine it's part of me and um as she was reflecting she realized that it's not part of her it's it's an energy and it's separate from her so one of the things that she did was whatever she was thinking about she asked herself is it true you know sometimes we come up with things like nobody likes me (laughs) nobody on this earth likes me right You know, so even if you have that thought that's really bothering you, you know, you could say, is that true? And sometimes we'll say, yes, of course it is, because our ego gives us all this backup data, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Right. Uh, It gives us like a thousand examples of, yes, it's true, you know? And the second question that she asks is, is it really true? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, you know, if you said yes the first time when somebody asks you, is it really true? You know, you start reconsidering and you start <laughs> saying, well, maybe, maybe it's really true. And um, she asked you to go through, you know, several processes where you play with it. And, and what I mean by that is she starts asking you to, um, to say, okay, um, maybe I don't like anybody. Is that true? And you begin seeing that it's not that everybody doesn't like me. It's maybe I don't like everybody either. And, and within that program, within the works you start playing with that thought because really, what is a problem? It's a thought. And once you realize it's separate from you and you could invert it and make it where it's not other people against me, it's me against other people, it's, it's just a thought you could play with, then that's when she realized, you know, well, it's something I could let go. I don't have to hold on to it and like i said anything that we're not at ease with turns into a disease right if you're not even if you look at the word disease it's if if there are things you're not at ease with they turn eventually into a disease so she was able to to come out of the mental institution and actually wrote so many books and put this program up on the internet for free for people to let go and but but it's only one program right tonight we're going to uh, that letting go movies from the Sedona method um th- th- there's so many many ways that we could let go um,
0: that seems to be a skill that um yeah, I mean That seems to be a skill that they should teach in school, Maria, or something, right?
1: Absolutely. absolutely. My goodness. So one of the things that I do, it's part of my daily practice to let go. Sometimes I have nothing to let go, and I'm still letting go. I'm like, there must be something floating (laughs) in there. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I, I think if you make it part of your daily practice you become totally at peace you go back to there's nothing else to think about other than you know, universal truths, you know, love, abundance you know, joy health Um, because if you really think about it what puts us in a not at ease state um, it's believing that you know, we're not loved believing that We don't have abundance, believing that joy is so far away from us, believing that, you know, health is not a gift that, you know, the universe has already given us. So, you know, those are the things most of the time that create this uneasiness, right, or disease within us, so...
0: That's a uh, you know it's very interesting it reminds me it, I I just was reminded of uh, the meditation practice that uh, my wife and I do the Sahaj Marg practice and part of the practice is something called cleaning where every day we actually sit and all the you know the impressions and the the impurities and the the nonsense or the baggage or the you know whatever it is that we've accumulated during the day we actually clean it off and it's just gone um, and it's you know, you can actually feel lighter. So, I want to ask you: maybe in your life or in people around you, have you have you seen have you experienced this fact of just becoming lighter? Can you actually like? It's almost like you have physically put down a heavy object and you just feel light.
1: You definitely feel lighter. Oh my gosh! Um, letting fear, right? Um, fear that you know we make up. I'm not good enough. Bad things always happen to me, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Nobody likes me. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, I'm never successful at anything, you know. Even when I hear people say, oh, I never win anything, <laughs> 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 it weighs us down um, because I really think that. Our authentic self gets lost with those thoughts. Like, what are you talking about? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so a lot of the energy, um, I believe, gets sucked into confusion, you know, because um, our, our inner self knows the truth. So when we come up with this stuff, I think there is all this energy that totally weighs you down. And when you let go, um, you find yourself peace and happy. And this big thing gets lifted, right? (laughs) Right. As a matter of fact, um, last evening one of the gentlemen said, you know, just take it and put it in a bubble, you know, and have the bubble just take it up and make it go away, which is also a technique. But even when you think of that, you know, you take that energy um, it you may you know it is physical, so it is a weight coming off of you. Mm. Absolutely,
0: Maria. I was just reminded of something, and I I don't want to put you on the spot or uh, you know bring up something that I shouldn't bring up. Um, <clears throat> but what the heck, you're on the phone, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I remember you telling me a while a while back that uh, I, you were doing some technique or read you know working with someone or reading something where you would just like start like screen like running around the house going crazy screaming and yelling and doing all kinds of funny things what do you <laughs> do you want to talk about that at all
1: oh um, <laughs> 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 um, do you do you mean when um, uh, when i read my vision is that
0: Right and and you sort of run around the house, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Dad. Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, so um, th- there's so much that goes on. I mean, I'm so <laughs> glad nobody's videotaping. <laughs> 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 but um, you know, one of the things that I do every single morning, of course, there's meditation. Uh, tonight at the meetup, I'm going to bring something for Mallard to look at because I bumped into a mantras and um, I've been talking to Mahler about him and she was like, what that? what are you doing? <laughs> she, said, <laughs> she said, bring it in tonight you know, so so I could look at it so I, I, I go through um, I, I do a lot of things and you know, one of them is reading my vision, right so, and looking at my vision so basically what i would propose is for everyone to um come up with a vision and and what is that what is a vision um basically a vision is uh within your heart you know what you would like to have in your life now it becomes very difficult to create because somehow we're conditioned to think about what we don't want. So when you walk up to a person and when you say, What would you like to have in your life? they go down the list, right? Oh, I don't want those bills anymore. I don't want, you know, a bad medical report. I don't want, and they go down the list. And it's like, Oh my gosh, no wonder all those things are in your life. You have not taught yourself how to talk about them in a positive way mm-hmm. and the universe is positive it doesn't know how to deal with negatives so if you tell the universe i don't want to be in debt all it hears is i want to be in debt it doesn't know <laughs> how to deal with the negative so one ways one way of getting out of debt is to say, I am abundant. Or even if you say, I want to be abundant. But in your vision, you put it in present tense, positive language. And you have to create a lot of emotion in your statement. So one of the things that I do is I write down, I'm so happy and grateful that I am now abundant. And you could go on to be very specific about what does abundance mean to you and you know to me abundance of friends you know abundance of happiness abundance also you know (laughs) you know abundance of money abundance of every good thing right that is meant to enter your life right so when I write up so happy and grateful I start becoming happy and grateful. So yes, I do run around the house and and I I act as though it it already happened. And how <laughs> happy am I that it already happened. So yes, I um I get very excited, I jump up and down, I run around the house. Woohoo, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so this is interesting because you know I like what you said about vision and it's it's been my experience that you know, if you create a vision and and positive statements and start focusing on that, looking at that, that gives you less time and energy to look at all the baggage and the, the, the junk. So I always, you know, like, think of yourself, think of right now, if you're listening to this, you're looking straight ahead, right? You, whatever is in front of you, you're seeing. Whatever is directly behind you, you don't see. So... It's almost like focusing on the vision in a positive way, developing a vision and then focusing on it is like you're turning your back on the the problems and the negativity. you're almost forgetting about that stuff um so it's like it helps in both ways i think
1: uh, absolutely it, just imagine if I covered up you know the um, if I covered up your car, you know if I covered it up, where the only thing you could see is your rearview mirror and I started up your car put it in drive and I said okay go a hundred miles an hour and you can't see where you're going the only thing you could see is the rearview mirror in the back what's behind you right
0: mm.
1: what will happen oh jeez <laughs> uh, you know uh, most people would crash pretty quick oh yeah, yeah but that's how we live our life Chris There are so many people that are living their life going 100 miles an hour because every single one of us is so busy. I very rarely bump bump into people who say, I have all this spare time. (laughs)
0: So
1: so, (laughs) we're driving 100 miles an hour. And we're exclusively looking in the rearview mirror, <laughs> only looking at what happened yesterday and the day before and ten years ago and who bothered us. And basically what the vision does is it allows you to look forward and it allows you to create where you want to go. Um, and and there's so many... Um, Even scientific things that go on with vision, where um, our subconscious believes what we tell it. So, you know, when, when we say, you know, I am promoted or I am abundant or I'm so happy and grateful that everyone supports me, you could put anything in there, anything that you want in your future and you know basically the universe sees it as its job to make it come about
0: (laughs) that's that's the best thought ever i think
1: So, so you know if you ask yourself i wonder what's going on in my subconscious mind you know all you need to do is just look around you because whatever your situation And I'm not saying that, you know, every situation is bad. Even if your situation is great, um, our physical is a reflection of what goes on in our subconscious mind. And the way to shift our subconscious mind is to create a vision of yourself for yourself. So um, whatever it is, you know, if you're in a situation that you would like to shift into a different situation... Create
0: your vision, run around your house, be so excited, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to videotape, but but definitely run around the house.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, Maria, wow, this is great. I think um, I think we're pretty much at as Doc would say, we've we've come to a merciful end here. And uh, I want to thank you for coming on the Mystic Show, Maria. I think you know you're definitely a person who you just like to learn and you like to share and it just comes so natural to you and it's not like you're you know out to change the world or develop a big name for yourself you're just being a normal human being and just sort of oozing all this positive energy and love and 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 thank you for that Maria
1: Thank you so much Chris it's a pleasure to talk to you every week right?
0: Yes it is so uh all right so we'll say goodbye Maria then I'll close out the show and I look forward to seeing you this evening as well
1: Absolutely
0: All right thanks Maria
1: Thank you so
0: much. Okay, bye. Bye. So yeah. So you you you're we're we're getting used to uh all the great stuff that Mystic Maria brings to our show, aren't we? Wow. So grateful to have other people on the journey who can sort of reinforce us, give us these other distinctions, give us these helpful little techniques, little thoughts. So hopefully during the day today, you can, you know, think about some of these things. And, uh, and, you know, the podcast will be up in probably an hour. So you can, you know, you can listen to it or listen to it again. So, wow, what a great show. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And as you move through your day, remain in a positive attitude. Maybe smile at some people. Sometimes it catches people off guard when you smile. (laughs) But a lot of times when you smile, they'll smile back. And then you're friends. So until next time, you know what to do. Keep shining.